0: Come join Libby, Molly, and Tiffany, the ladies of Consignment Chats, where we talk about all things consignment.
1: Welcome to episode 14 of Consignment Chats. Hey, ladies. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Today, we're going to talk about the difference between online and storefront. There's a lot of great positives and negatives in both drawbacks, advantages, all that good stuff in both. But your typical model for consignment is brick and mortar. I think now with all the crazy times we've been in, all these uncertain times with what's been going on in everyone's life, um, you know, we've talked about maybe a lot of people doing hybrid might be the best, the best option altogether. But what we plan to do today is take the time and break down both and the positive and negatives of both. So we're going to start with Libby because Libby has had a brick and mortar and we're going to have her begin and break down how she started her business and kind of the ups and downs of the storefront and then her transition into online. So Libby,
0: get All us right. started today. Yeah, how cool. Um, so I know some of you have heard this before, but I'm just going to tell you, um, I started in a brick and mortar and we were there for three years. And in parallel to the brick and mortar, what we did was we started an online, online business. We were selling online. So we kind of did have a hybrid model. Um, the brick and mortar far outweighed the online um, business. Uh, At the end of three years, um, because of some lease situations, I was forced to find a new spot. And I thought, all right, well, you know, let's just keep the online business running. It was awesome that we had that going the whole time. Um, So once we dedicated our time and effort, we were able to just go solely online and never went back to the brick and mortar which was, you know, really a a business saver at that point. Like it wasn't how I anticipated things working, but it was nice to have both. And then, you know, when I no longer had the storefront, um, the online business was able to sustain us and actually we did better, (laughs) just solely concentrating on that. So that's kind of the, the point at which I'm coming from. In regard to the um, the brick and mortar and storefront and why I think hybrid, if you do have a storefront um, is is an awesome option. Even if you start small and just have a little online running, I think it's it's great to have because as we're seeing these days, right? Like we don't like- You never know. You never know. Like a lot of consignment stores, I, I think we're kind of struggling to hurry up, get online. We see some people doing some amazing live sales. Um, in conjunction with their brick and mortar businesses. So that's really neat to see like all the online consignment kind of picking up right now. Um, So I want to talk a little bit about the brick and mortar and some of the benefits of brick and mortar. And I do want to briefly mention um, Sarah Marshall. She's the Four Corners of Consignment. That is her business. She's a consultant for um, brick and mortar stores and she is just an absolute wealth of knowledge on she concentrates just on brick and mortar stores
1: and we'll link um, her on here
0: yeah we'll link her up in the show and we're having her on next month she's going to yes. be um yeah we're going to do an interview with her so that's going to be really interesting and so okay some of the benefits of having having an uh, having a brick and mortar store um mm-hmm. you have a physical presence I feel like you automatically have credibility as a business that is a little bit harder to build as we're going to discuss with an online store like you automatically when you have that storefront you have credibility people know you're there they know you're a business they kind of know what you do without having to you know broadcast it or do social media and all of that and um one of the other things is it's much easier to build personal relationships with people Mm -hmm. when you're in a storefront and you're face to face with those consigners. much easier to build relationships you have to work a little bit harder otherwise. Um, the other thing is foot traffic. You don't have that with an online, with an online model. You do not have foot traffic. Um, so, you know, that's something to consider. The other thing that I think is a real benefit of having a brick and mortar store is your consigners can easily become your shoppers. And you see a lot of that crossover with the All brick and mortar time. model. It is a little bit more difficult to achieve that. I'm not saying you can't achieve that with an online store, but it, it's a little, it's a little more difficult. It's a little more difficult. Like when you're taking consignments in uh, in a brick and mortar store, those people are generally, you know, shopping or you walking know, around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're developing those relationships. So um, one other thing that we came up with that was a, you um, A benefit is the ability to process consignments on the spot. So when you're online, you can't always do that. Like when you walk into a brick and mortar, a lot of times there's somebody there to receive your items. They go through them. They might hand you back what they can't take. um, They might answer questions. And that with online is really a challenge. So um, that is definitely a benefit of the brick and mortar store, just kind of that whole thing. So that's
1: a very good point.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just things that I, you know what I didn't, it was funny because you don't really think about them in those terms. Um, but having, having the hindsight now to see that, yeah. I see the things that are a little more challenging with the Justin online model.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, some of the drawbacks of having, having the brick and mortar are, you know, the overhead is obviously going to be quite a bit higher. Um, and with that, I'm kind of including staffing. It's very, very difficult um, to run it without a, without a good staff and a couple people. Um, and I think that goes for most consignment stores. I would say it's nearly impossible to run it with one person. Um, online, you can kind of scale up or scale back and you don't have the consideration of that as much. Um, the other thing is customer service. Um, you have to be there to provide the customer service at, you know, you're at your store hours, at your given store hours. And, um, you know, that can be, that can be tough. Mm -hmm. Um, And that also ties into setting the store hours. Like you're open from, you know, nine to five, let's just say nine to five. You're open from nine. You need to be there. Somebody needs to physically be in that store from nine to five.
2: Not Um, much flexibility on that.
0: Yep. Yeah. There's, there's not much you can do. If you're open, you're open. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing would be displays. Like when you have a, I know this is fun for a lot of people. So maybe it's not a total drawback for me. It's a total drawback is, you know, you have to display your items in an appealing manner and you know, you're, you're putting up displays, you're making sure things look, look great. They're appealing, which is, is different when, the online model. You know, you photograph and you store.
1: I want to speak a little bit on that because I worked for you in the storefront Mm -hmm. and had fun doing the floor sets. That was like one of my things was resetting the, the furniture and the displays. And of the people that work for us. Like I think about Emily and even the kids in the neighborhood would come after school and go, can I dress a mannequin? You know, Mm -hmm. they love to do that. And it really, it was fun. And sometimes we would do contests and name them and, you know, have all these fun, creative things to do with our mannequins. But the beauty of that, like you're saying, it allowed you to highlight pieces where in a online store, then, and here's why I'm speaking, because this is now my job now with you is, in doing social media is trying to figure out ways to not allow those items to get lost in a website because mm-hmm. I can't make this beautiful display in the storefront window or on the, you know, setup when you come in the door. Um, so it is different, but creativity people like both. I have to say, I enjoy both. But, right, so
0: let's throw that in a positive and a negative, depending yeah. on who you are and what you like. It,
1: yeah. It, and it is depend it is more difficult, I think, online. Though. I am gonna say that mm-hmm. it is more difficult online because it you can the creativity is limited. But yeah, yeah.
2: Well, I managed yeah. the store for a while. It was not a consignment shop, but it was a store, a retail store, mm-hmm. and I loved doing the displays. Yeah. I, I but I would get lost in that. Like I would you can easily lose a couple hours of your schedule oh. just you know rearranging yeah. things and doing yeah. stuff and I was like oh I have I, can't, I have other things I gotta do because I'm the manager so you know yeah.
1: <laughs> I would do full floor sets that would take the entire day mm-hmm. I mean because it was a full the entire store of furniture clothes you know you'd do the full thing and it was like a full day and then a chiropractor visit the next day <laughs> <laughs> but I had muscle back then, right? Like we we're talking about, we had muscle. Like <laughs> I always think about that. I'm so weak now. I'm so. There's weak. The, the storefront.
0: We'd be like moving furniture every day. You know, there's a so
1: drawback, now. y'all. A drawback to online is you don't get the muscle build that you get in
2: a storefront. <laughs> My store had a front porch, so we literally had to drag. Oh, all this we had to drag all the stuff out to the front porch every day. Set it all up. And then drag it all back in. Drag it all back in. (laughs) So I was like, yes, I got exercise that that doing that too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So the
0: last, the last I think um, drawback of of having the brick and mortar would be that your customers are are limited to your geographical area, right? So Mm -hmm. you're in a certain town; those that's your customer base. So um, you definitely have a smaller customer base if you're just a brick and mortar
2: store. Oh. Um, something to That's a great breakdown. Oh, yep. Go ahead, Tiffany. I just have one more thing to add to a drawback sure. we didn't write down is advertising. Because it's all on you to advertise, to get your name out in that neighborhood, in that city, whatever town, like it's all on you. Like, yeah. Like,
1: yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Good absolutely. point. So. That's a great breakdown of the the brick and mortar, and it probably will will spur a lot of comments and conversation in the future um, on this video, but also in our community group. Tiffany, since you are a fully online or a fully online business with your business, why don't you take a minute and let's break down the online side of it and we did a little bit of that kind of crosses over with what Libby did but Mm -hmm. the online benefits and drawbacks you want to start us off there
2: okay well the the biggest benefit I think is low overhead you don't have to pay that rent or you know the building fee and cleaning all sorts of stuff Uh, staffing the staffing can be virtual, like you guys, you know, you can both work in separate states on the same business. Mm-hmm. I have a friend that helps me and she, I, you know, I rarely see her. I see her maybe once or twice a month, but she's always working every day. <laughs> and, yeah. um, and the, of course the hours, you can work anytime you want. It's easier to take vacation and time off and holidays and you know, be with your family. Um, I know when I had my, managed the store that I did, It was really difficult if I planned to not work a weekend, but then suddenly someone called in sick or could didn't show up. Then all of a sudden I'm working on the weekend.
1: It's on you. Yeah.
2: When when your husband works a nine to five and of course you have kids in school, they're home on the weekends. You want to be home on the weekends, but you're have to go in all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. I realized quickly that retail, you know, in a building retail, was not for me because of the schedule. Like Mm -hmm. lots of evenings and weekends is, you know, where you have to be, Mm -hmm. um, which, sometimes can work out with your family life depending on your family life but for me it just did not work out yeah yeah um the items everything all your inventory can be stored more efficiently and it can be ready to ship that's so why i do mine i pre-package all mine up in advance and it's ready to go um and this is what i love is you have a virtually unlimited pool of customers worldwide Yeah. or you know your platform like i said mentioned about the advertising your platform advertising for you um you know we do social media in addition to that but you don't have to even do social media because the platforms do that for you you can pay to have your um your items um promoted online Mm -hmm. um and so they'll advertise them and um my favorite thing is the flexibility of inventory for seasons like i can list. I mean, can we talk about the Halloween stuff? (laughs) I think we should. Yes. This is this is where we need to talk about it. I mean, I don't know about anybody else, but I know that I've sold a lot of Halloween since Halloween. Like and You were selling it at
1: Christmas, weren't you?
2: Yes. (laughs) I sold two things this week. One was a costume. I mean, who knew?
1: I mean like
2: I mean, people will buy. They look for that stuff year round and they can't get it in a regular brick and mortar store because mm-hmm. the brick and mortar stores, you know how they turn over for seasons early, Yeah, like three or four, you know, six months, sometimes ahead of time, <laughs> like, right. got now, right? you know, and you know, like um, one, one story I told the, the ladies earlier is I I love to sleep with a fan when that fan breaks in the winter, you cannot walk into Walmart and buy a fan but you can go on eBay and find a fan, Yeah, you know? So I mean, just things like that. I just love that.
0: Tiffany is dropping some good knowledge here.
2: One of the things
0: we hear and see all the time on Facebook and different selling groups is, you know, I'm going to hold on to these items and post them like right before the holiday. And you know, our advice is no, no, no. List it as soon as you get it. People are, they can't find it in the store. They're the only option they have is to go online and look for it. So let's put yeah. items out of season.
2: They Well, that's what
1: I was going to say. Nick and I are cruisers. So, you know, granted, let's take COVID. Let's take the pandemic out of the picture and go back a couple of years ago. Nick and I love to go on cruises. And sometimes that could be in January. Well, I can't go here in January to the mall and get cruise apparel. It's not going to happen, mm-hmm. but I can go online and get it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, yeah. I mean, you know, people are traveling all the time. I mean, well, mm-hmm. they were <laughs> but, you know, right. going to Australia for Christmas and need us Wednesday. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, I yeah. Know. So I love that. Very good point. Very um, good point. So the drawbacks are you no know, physical presence to lend to credibility. Um. Mm-hmm. You don't get the foot traffic from the town or the street or whatever that you're on. Mm-hmm. It's harder to convert consigners to shoppers, as Libby was saying. Um, the processing of items, well, you do that pretty much on your own time, whenever. But if you have, if something is bad, then you have to get it back to the person. Like you don't often do that in front of the person, right? Yeah. Things like that. Um, And this, um storage space, you have to consider that if you have the space in your home to, you know, to store things. I mean, I went through that. I filled a whole bedroom and then I yeah. decided I, I outgrew the bedroom and we had to buy a shed and put it in the backyard and I had to move everything out there. And that's the whole process. And now the shed is full. So, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't yeah. take. Part. I don't really have anywhere else to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The shed's going to have to get a
1: twin and you're going to have a she shed and a he shed. <laughs> <laughs> we
2: already have that because we have the old shed. Yeah.
1: so Yeah. I'm, I'm running into that here too. The storage. That is something somebody really needs to consider when going online is how to storage. Cause we all have different home situations mm-hmm. and we are going to do some side videos of our storage um, to show the different solutions we've come up with because we all have very different situations with that. And Libby in episode, you talk about your storage in your episode with Holly, episode mm-hmm.
2: 12.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so you can listen to her breakdown of storage there too. But it's, you have to think about that, especially if you live in an apartment, not a home. Mm-hmm. Um, we have people in our community um, group for consignment chats who, one in particular who just um, rented a studio space that she's, working on getting herself in there it won't be a storefront but it will be where she stores her items and does her photography and works from so you do have to consider Mm -hmm. yeah that it does move into your home and into your family life (laughs) for sure
2: the last drawback is um the learning curve may be steeper you i mean i know a lot of people are afraid of jumping online jumping on ebay or whatever it is learning it Mm -hmm. but that's what we're here for to help you yeah (laughs) and we have episodes about that and uh you know this it's not that there's lots of information out there about how to get started yeah there is and
1: and there's so many of us I feel like we could even go more and more in but and we will in our community and speaking of community y'all did anybody have anything to add on this as we broke it all down Because I know we've been busy in our community and I think Tiffany's got some things to share over there because we've had a lot of chatter going on. Um, Tiffany, what's been going on over there?
2: Well, I want to congratulate Michelle with Salvage Garden because she actually bought a storefront. That's so exciting. Yeah, and she um, asked a question. She put a picture of her building on our community group and she asked a question. She said, I just bought my own store to start my consignment business. I'm hoping to also have local artists and crafters displayed. Do you have any other vendors in your store? I'm debating running them as a consignment as well versus renting out shelf space or set or for a set amount. Any thoughts or input on this? And, and she we, did get a lot of feedback, didn't she? Yeah, she did. Yes, that's great. So, um, you know, if you want, if you have questions like that, our our Facebook community group is a great place to ask those questions and get, get absolutely. Some feedback. And we have another one that um, Lydia just found. It said, hi, I just found your Facebook group and YouTube. I have 10 plus years on eBay, but I haven't sold in about two years. Did some consignment, probably about five to 10 jobs. Someone approached me re- recently with 1,400 vintage movie magazines to be sold individually. I'd like to jump back in and I'm working on revamping my consignment agreement slash fees, et cetera. I haven't had time to listen to videos six and nine. That's where we talk about terms and consignment, by the way. mm mm-hmm. But wondering if outside of that, do y'all have any suggestions for me with this size lot? I would definitely hire someone to get it done quickly. Thanks so much.
1: Wow. Good for her. Yeah. That's interesting stuff. And that's kind of stuff you definitely want to get out online because you get a bigger bigger group of people. Talking about hiring somebody reminds me, Libby, when we were talking about the online part, um, about the, the virtual assistant. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's something somebody like that could look into that we didn't discuss what right. the pay is.
0: Yep. I mean, yeah. I, we have used virtual assistants before. So basically you go onto, um, let's say, I'm going to use an example. There's Hammock, there's FreeUp, there's a number of Fiverr, there is a number of websites, and there's just independent contractors. You type in what you need, you type in what you're willing to pay, and, you know, you get bids on the job. And uh, so that's always an option. If you have like a task, you can easily define. And it's probably like, I generally use it for repetitive tasks. Um, That's probably something you want to look into.
1: Yeah, that would be on a contract
0: basis. So you're not, you're not hiring somebody, you're just, you know, paying them for a specific job. So that's,
1: you know, a it's easier. a great resource yeah. for yeah, people to right, know right. who are doing it on their own and might even just have one week that they get overwhelmed and go, I need mm-hmm. help just for a couple of weeks. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Tiffany.
2: There's a lot of people that use them for um, share the sharing on Poshmark. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think that would be a great place because it's such a social selling platform. that takes time away from what you might need to do more in your business. So yeah. that's a good idea. Tiffany, were there
2: any other things in the community to share? Well, we have this nice little comment, just a nice comment that someone wrote us that from Samantha wrote us and she said, I'm currently on listing number eight in two hours. This is a lot for me, and I'm very excited. I'm mm-hmm. sad that I will soon catch up on your podcast episodes since right now they are what's keeping me going. Thank you for starting your podcast. I've been starving for this exact content for years. Thanks.
1: Oh, that's fantastic.
0: It is great. And I can't I- even tell you when I read that, I even got a little choked up because well, I am now. Right. It's just it's nice it to know it's that- going. I mean, no. it's so nice to hear when somebody, you know, says something like that, because sometimes you're, you know, you're putting this out there in the world and you're talking, but when you're recording, you have no audience. So like that feedback is really just amazing to
1: have. It is. It's inspiring. And
2: yeah. And that's why I brought up the idea to Libby in the first place, you know, to, to give consignment sellers something out there that I wasn't finding. Myself. Right.
1: Yeah. yeah. And clearly it was a good idea. (laughs) Very good idea. Very good idea. Yeah. So if
0: anybody wants to, I'm just going to ask, sorry, Molly. Oh, go ahead. Anybody wants to go on um, Apple Podcasts, on iTunes and leave us a review. um, That's a great way to get us out there and kind of um, build us in search. So, you know, if you can take the time to do that, it's really appreciated. It helps us more than you can imagine.
1: So thank you. And click that subscribe button on YouTube. Yeah. Join us. Yeah. So if you guys really enjoy hanging out and chatting with us, we know we enjoy it. Clearly, we do it every week. (laughs) And you want to find all the different ways to connect with us, head on over to consignmentchats.com. And that will link you up to all of our social media, all the ways to follow us and keep up with what we're doing. And until next week, ladies. cheers. 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 Look, Tiffany, it's my lipstick side.
2: (laughs) You have to keep that side hidden. mine's, Mine's over here.
1: Thanks for joining Libby,
0: Molly, and Tiffany, the ladies of Consignment Chats, as we talked about all things consignment. To learn more and keep chatting, find Consignment Chats on YouTube, Apple Podcasts,
2: Facebook, and Instagram.